0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Angular Air. I'm your host, Justin Schwarzenberger. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about fixing asynchrony with RxJS. Uh, asynchronosity, yeah, it's a challenging word, right? But uh, asynchronous stuff, RxJS, should be pretty cool. So let's get into it. First, we'll say hi to our panelists, and they'll say hi to our guests, and then we'll get things rolling. Joining us today, we've got Mike Brockie. What, Mike, what's going on? Uh, not
1: too much. Uh, ready for a, uh, another cool episode?
0: Awesome, awesome. And John is with us today. John, how's it going?
2: Very good so far. And you?
0: Doing great. Doing great. Excited to have you. Uh, Thank you very to much. The topic. We're always excited about talking some RxJS in our Angular, so that'll be should be pretty cool and learning more stuff. So looking forward to that.
2: I uh, hope so. <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. Oh, we will. We will. Uh, do you want to tell our viewers a little bit about yourself so they can?
2: Yeah, you? sure. All right. Sure. So, my name is Sandy Klaus Waldmann. I'm from Germany. I'm 24 years old. I'm a member of the RxJS core team since, I think, last year, middle of last year, or something like that. I'm mainly working on the RxJS docs. So, you might notice some changes there in between. Um, so, there happened a lot of stuff in the meantime. So, that's what I'm mainly working on within the RxJS project. And I hope to share some knowledge about asynchronous stuff with RXS. I'm not able to pronounce that name. Uh, so asynchrony, not at all. So I just Googled it once how to type it. And afterwards, I try to prevent saying it so.
0: I know, I didn't think I said it out loud after when we sent it in, set it up. And I look at it and I'm like, oh, this is the first time I'm gonna say it out loud. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I guess it's all right. Awesome. Awesome. And so the RxJS docs, those are relatively new, right? In, in terms yeah. of the new version of them, right?
2: Yeah, I think last year at NGConf, I talked with Pete from the Angular core team, how they did the uh, docs website and we mainly copied over the approach they took. And you will notice if you look at the code, that there are still a lot of Angular reference. So it's I think it's still that the package is called IO and all that stuff, just because I'm super lazy about renaming all that, <laughs> just for the purpose. Um, but we have some small modification in between. So for example, we have created a duplication page. We in access, we have a lot of aliases. That's a new PR, which, is, uh, which I need to review again, uh, where we mark aliases in the API list and those kind of stuff. So there are some changes, but the basic code bases just copied over from angular.io and it worked out very well so there need to be some styling fixes but everything was more or less working within one or two hours so wow. this was quite cool
1: and uh just so uh, for everybody out there who's looking for the documentation there uh what's the url for that
2: it's rxs.dev not the stuff with the firebase i don't know what that still there it used to be there for beta testing and all that stuff Uh, and now it's just there for um, for preventing breaking links and those stuff so rxs.dev is the official url for the official rxs
0: nice Nice. I'm sure that nobody minds me. I know I don't mind that that under the hood, it's still Angular IO named or whatever, because I'm very grateful that the documentation is out there running because that's, you know, what I want to see. So (laughs) we're good on that. (laughs) Uh, Does that still have the uh, choose your own adventure? Uh, Didn't it have that or like you could select? Well, what operator am I looking for? What am I looking to do?
2: so at the very beginning we didn't have that and there were a lot of issues raised so why didn't you have that that docs is totally useless please bring back the old ones and all that stuff um but luckily one contributor did a lot of work and bring it back and it's also improved a little bit so now we use the actual um typescript comments above an operator to generate some of the parts for the descriptions of the choose your own operator. So you now have this wizard where you can say, okay, I don't have an observable, but I want to create one. And afterwards you just say, okay, I want to create an observable from an array. And then it say, okay, use from for that. So this is quite cool, especially for newcomers. This is really beneficial, I think. And we want to create something similar um, where you say, okay, so for example, you you always have similar operators within RXS, right? So for example, there's switch map, exhaust map, merge map, and more or less no one knows what's the difference no one knows what where the difference are. And just from looking at the API docs, you still won't get it because it's too abstract and it's not all in place. So what I would like to have at some point of time is like having an aggregated view on those similar operators that you can compare them easily. But this is still something which we need to work out, how this could look like and this is also valuable for the community so that they can easily understand all that stuff and there's a lot of content to create and there's a lot of work needed for that
0: well that sounds exciting though (laughs) it's something we want (laughs) Can we? (laughs) right i know it's a lot of work it'll be cool feel free to
2: contribute yeah there you go there you go
0: (laughs) open source so we can get up in there yeah cool what uh the other thing I like is the fact that, uh, and I think there's information on the documentation side about doing this, right? Is that you can open up your console there while you're on the site and have access to our, all the RxJS libraries and start hacking away
2: kind of in your console, in your dev tools, right?
0: And play around so with there, that.
2: There are two things in the, in the RxJS uh, docs now. So for one, the thing you mentioned so that you just open the console and you can fully use RxJS for there. So we load the RxJS script, once at the startup and afterwards you can say, okay, just make from event and click and then you will get notified by that, for example. The other thing we have, and that's quite new, I think at the end of, no, it's like three or four months. um, We now generate stack blitzes from the code examples within the code base. So in every code base uh, and every piece of code, you can say, okay, open this very piece of code within stack blitz and then you can also play around with it there might be some missing imports or those kind of stuff so that you, there are some compilation errors, but we are heavily improving on that. So at the very beginning, there were like hundreds of errors where the source code within the example were outdated and not working at all or relying on a third party library or it was a mess, but it's, it's getting better. We are improving.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I, I, and up when I want to try something out, I usually, like you mentioned StackBlitz, I love StackBlitz, all those type of things as well, but a lot of times when I want to play with some React stuff, I'll hit the doc site and I'll open up the console and I'll just start right there, right? Um, yeah. Super handy, and very that's cool. That's
2: cool. That's good to hear. And I never use that feature, honestly, so it's very good to hear that someone is using it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, usually the the thing that I want to switch away is when I'm going, okay, I want to kind of preserve the code that I'm hacking on. So at that point, yeah. I want to have it like not referencing the RXJS global, but more of how I would use it in my code. And then maybe I'd move to like a stack blitz, right? And then I could copy paste that code out of there, put it in my project, that sort of thing. But definitely cool. Very cool. All right. Sorry, I I hijacked <laughs> what we were going to be talking about because I got so excited about the docs and stuff. But uh, so what are we going to focus on today?
2: So the idea is um, to focus a lot of, on live coding for asynchronous stuff with RxJS, because RxJS itself is super powerful, especially for asynchronous stuff. It's also good for synchronous stuff, but asynchronous stuff is much more challenging in general. So the idea is to, 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 yeah, to challenge some of the common problems when you're working with asynchronous stuff and I have a repository prepared for that, so everyone afterwards can check out how I worked with it. And now it's really more about the idea how to aggregate operators to get the best out of it, and also to elaborate on some of those, for example, switch map, <laughs> because that's right. always confusing. I never came into a project where everyone knows how switch map is actually working. So
0: <laughs> and so. And this- after- Is this the concept then we have like maybe multiple pieces of data synchronously coming in at the same time? We have to kind of do something with those? Yeah. Yeah.
2: So um, let me share my screen and let's directly get into that. I I know. Am I already sharing? Is it,
0: is it not coming up?
2: Not really. I don't not. see it
0: in the... I don't see it yet in the, the share. Sorry, I should have told you that. <laughs> You're probably waiting <laughs> on me to bring it up.
2: <laughs> no, I don't see anything yet. No? No. Nothing So I might
0: need to do the share screen again in here on your end, and then I can add it to the... Okay. Yeah. To our scene.
2: Let me try this.
0: There it is. All right, okay. here we go.
2: Here we go. Amazing. So, cool. um, so the idea is that I start with the most complex example, because afterwards I'm much more chilled and can go on to the easier ones. So in this example, I want to really implement a use case everyone in some way is working with in a daily project. So the idea is to have a paginated list of some stuff which ask for the next page as soon as you scroll to the bottom or the previous page as soon as you scroll to the top. Um, Therefore you see from event operator to get all the scroll events. And if you ever use that, you will notice that it fires like thousands of notifications within milliseconds. It's insane. Um, Therefore I need some kind of rate limiting so there are really good talks out there about back pressuring on all that stuff i'm not going in too deep here but for scrolling sample time is a very good operator because it's um, directly starting as soon as you subscribe and every 300 milliseconds you will get the latest value out of it so this is quite handy for scrolling at this point of time and what i also want to do is i'm not really interested in the whole scrolling events so what i just want to use is the event target dot scrolling element the thing about the from event operator is that it's not properly typed yet so we have some ideas how to improve that but for now um this is just general event and the general event class doesn't have the scrolling element. and For now, I didn't find a scrolling event in TypeScript, so I just use any here. Um, I hope no one blames me for that. It's also more about the code, not about the typing. Well, so, that's what the
0: any is for, right? When you have to solve the solution, <laughs> there's no solution out there yet, so then you can use any, right?
2: I'm quite sure it's more that I'm just not aware of a proper solution, but <laughs> One might
1: say that the uh, colon space any is the new slash slash to do.
0: <laughs> hey, before you go on from here, I, I just want to say one thing because this is—I think we a lot of people talk about the excitement of RxJS and oh, it's so powerful, and we love it. And and I kind of want to quantify that because for me, when I look at this and I go, I, I've written a lot of web code for a lot of years and, and dealing with things like the scroll event, the mouse hover event, where there's just firing a ton of stuff, like you said, and you have to deal with that, right? I mean, you added one operator here to help with that, and it's solved, right? And then you add another operator to like, kind of focus down with the map. And like those two things and the simplicity of that, of solving this challenge that in the web space is something that we've had to deal with and, and been complex before. Like that's some of the awesome power that gets us excited about RxJS, right?
2: So, least- Nathan. Later in the examples, we will talk about polling and polling is also a very common use case. And if you need to deal with it properly, then it's an insane lot of code how to properly implement a polling mechanism on your own. And especially if it's promise-based and it's getting messy. So this is one where it's much easier to grasp, but we will come to that. And,
1: and the other thing, as uh, we're looking at this demo, there is nothing framework specific about this. You're grabbing the event directly off of the document element.
2: Yeah, so the source code project I prepared here is just um, JavaScript, no, it's compiled TypeScript um, <laughs> using RxJS, no framework needed here. Um, and there's also within the project, a Java backend so for everyone who wants to um, play around with it. Feel free to check it out. You need to have Maven set up. But if anyone needs help with that, I'm happy to, uh, to support here. So this is really just what's needed. And I really want to like using it like this, because otherwise, you also need to understand the concepts of the framework. And sometimes change detection is kind of tricky with RxJS. And if you're using Angular, um, also, you somehow need to properly handle the subscriptions and those kind of stuff. So here, we really want to focus on RxJS. So as soon as we have our scrolling element um, observable, we go on and split it up to have one notification as soon as I scroll to the very bottom of the page and one notification as soon as I scroll to the very top. And therefore I prepare the helper method. Uh, I think it's called is scroll down, amazing. And if it's scrolled down, then I just, map it to a proper event. So the, I needed the scrolling element to properly determine if I scroll to the very bottom of the page, but afterwards I'm not interested. Then I'm just interested, okay, the user scrolled to the bottom. So I also use a very properly typed object here, which says scroll direction and some magic string down, down. And no, not this. And I'm also using the same way for handling the uh, scroll up mechanism. So here I'm having uh, is scroll up. And then I'm using map two for saying scroll direction top. I think it's up, not top. So the thing we now see is that I'm using the merge operator to subscribe to both of those observables at the at the same time both of those observables use the scrolling element observable so it kind of makes sense to use the share operator here for um sharing the resources and not subscribing multiple times to it it's we're just talking about two subscriptions so it's not that beneficial uh that valuable of uh really but it also doesn't hurt so for um, i just use it here. It should work. I hope so. So, what I now want to do with the merge is that I get both notifications when I'm scrolling to the bottom and scroll to the top. And I'm using this to count the pages, which I will actually want to load from the backend. end. So, so, I'm using the scan operator here. And scan is a really, really cool operator. So, if you want to check out five operators, go for map filter and scan and two others, tap properly. But scan is really good. So scan is kind of like array reduce, but for observables. So what I want to do now is to apply another helper method. And it's really not about what's in the helper method. It's more about what happens within the operator. So every notifications now uses this count page uh function which helps me to aggregate the state together so the first time the notification comes in i can aggregate it together so that the the, ca- the pages are properly count so um uh, now i get an object out of it where i get the page so this one i can use to actually perform the http request for my http request is also wrapped inside an observable so what i want to do is to have the notification and map it to an observable this is the point of time where we're talking about higher order observable and you more or less can't prevent using higher order observables within asynchronous code in rxjs but there are really powerful operators and every time you want to do a subscribe inside a subscribe then you need to prefer uh, to use either switch map merge map exhaust map or concat map and for this very use case exhaust map is the best pick because exhaust map waits for the inner observable to complete so our http request needs to be completed before we accept new notifications so even though the user scroll to the bottom of the page in between the http request performs There isn't a new HTTP request performed, so this is especially for scrolling where you can be really scrolling up and down like a madman, and this is really the best one for this use case. So we get an object in that where we just are interested in the page, and we use our HTTP um, observable, and just for the interested people, Ixs also comes with an Ajax implementation, so you don't really need Axios, or those kind of stuff if you already have Ajax. Doesn't mean the Axios doesn't have a valid use case, but um, there's already a a Ajax implementation inside RX.js. And we use that to refer to a very important URL and append to the scrolling one our page so this will load some beers i think in this example so it will render at the very end if everything works and i really hope it does (laughs) um it should render a table of beers Uh, also very important here is that we to the inner observable apply one uh, or two operators the first one is map because the rxjs ajax implementation returns a full-blown object where you also get the http status codes codes and those kind of stuff so we get a response and we are just interested in the response of the response and not everything else and also what's very important that you apply catch error on this level so otherwise if we wouldn't apply catch error here and this http um, call throws an error, then our whole observable, everything which scrolled and do some stuff, would be broken. So we really need to perform, uh, to add it on this level.
0: Hey, I got, uh, a, I got a question yeah. on that too. While you do that, uh, yeah, sure. Is it? I, I see this as something that that happens a lot. It's a challenging thing to like figure out. Oh, my observable, nothing's happening all of a sudden. And where do I put the, the, the mentioning? Where to put this catch error is important, right? I'm wondering, is there some trick to or something in terms of debugging when you do hit that when you do have it in the wrong spot or you don't have it and your your stream kind of dies? Is there some trick to know? Oh, this is how I could identify. That's the case, right?
2: So, um, one of our uh, RxS core team members has developed a library for RXS Spide, it's called. It's a um, little piece of JavaScript which you can use inside the uh, console. And he is also working on making a Chrome extension out of it. And then you can see very easily which stream ends and why it ended. So this one could be a good one. So, but the thing is, there's no really cool debugging tool so far. So you can just, from what I, at least what I know, is that you can, you may notice some differences between if you don't have a catch error. Then it will just throw an error if you have it at the end of the your observable so like in this line then it will catch the error but don't do anything afterwards so after that your observable is dead and if you have it on this level everything works fine <laughs> i know it's not a really really good answer because the developer experience with rxs could be much better uh especially in those situations where you run into okay, why did that now happen and I have no clue what happened and you can't place a breakpoint anywhere. So I don't have a really good answer on that.
0: So well, I think that yeah, I think it's a good one. I mean, in terms of what you're talking about that might be coming in the pipeline for monitoring that, but it's that that third step, right? Or the middle step where you had the catch error yeah, right beneath the HTTP call, right? That's the one where it's like, well, what happened? I don't know, right? How do I, and as you go through that, it, it, you kind of have an experience, of, okay, now I know kind of where I might want to look for, but until then it's sometimes hard
2: to track. So yeah, but. Um, now that I'm talking about, you could basically wrap those operators in a new operator applying a catch error. So you, what you could do is like having a, uh, an exhaust map with catch error combined on your own, so to prevent that stuff. And this could also be in a third-party library for handling HTTP or higher order observables better or more flawlessly, at least. This might be a good idea.
0: Yeah. Well, and then one last thing on that. You mentioned that you know, well, the the error handling could be a bit better, or whatever in the documentation. Well everything else is amazing right i feel it's amazing like so like let's not sell it short make sure that's that very clear that like the api all the things that we can do are amazing so yeah <laughs> cool okay thanks um,
1: i want to go back to one thing so you're using that uh http dollar sign um method there that's uh to be able to make the http request yeah one of the more recent versions i want to say it was 6.5 there was a uh, new static one called from uh http or no from fetch that's the one I was yeah would that be performing the same action there as uh the uh, it's
2: ones? just the fact that from fetch uses the fetch api so not every browser has it implemented but it therefore also has a cancellation mechanism on your own on its own um so it would basically work the same
0: okay
2: um The cool thing about FromFetch is that it doesn't, it isn't related to the DOM as far as I know. So you could also use it inside node application. Uh, The Ajax implementation within RxJS is related to the um, XHR object. So this is kind of related to the DOM and you can't use it in in inside node applications. But from the, just from the fact it would be very similar how it is working for the user
1: just a way of creating an event based off of a, or me, an observable based upon an http call
2: yeah okay sorry to no in. no don't worry don't worry so what maybe let's subscribe to that to see what's actually happening now to make it more understandable so i pre i thought i prepared a browser session log host 9000 so there's for now that just this empty table so let's look at to the dev tools and scrolling should work but it doesn't zooming okay here we are so one thing we now notice is that it first starts loading the first page as soon as we scroll to the bottom of the page And that's not really cool because uh, also we want to load something as soon as we go to the page, right? And therefore we could use the start with operator. So we here say we kind of mock our first notification. So we pretend that there's already a scroll direction with down to load the first page as soon as you subscribe to it and now if i reload everything there should already be an http request performed exactly so without me scrolling there's already an http request and i get a lot of beers back and also the first page object so this is quite cool and i can now go to the second page also cool i prepared a little helper here so that we can also see some stuff And I think it's called render page data. And now it doesn't work. Amazing. That's right. Okay. My render page data is waiting for some stuff. We now do so. I can't use it. Sorry for that. But let's go ahead with the example here. So. We now have the first page, but usually what you don't want to have is like just load one page. You want kind of want to cache some pages and just as soon as you scroll, to, uh, go to the bottom again, you want to load the one afterwards and vice versa if you go to the top. And therefore now we again need to somehow manage state because we want to kind of cache some pages. And again, proper so I think we need to continue here. We want to use scan. Am I right? I am right. Okay. We want to use scan again to aggregate our pages and pass an initial aggregated page object. And one last thing we need to do is because our aggregated page match, aggregated pages function returns uh, page object we just are interested in the list of it so now we get the good shape out of it and the render page data should work so let's check out the code so I prepared a really handy fancy animation here so everything which is red is newly loaded from the back end so I'm very good with animations so everything that is red is loaded from the backend so and now you see if we go to the network tab that we load the new pages as soon as we scroll to the bottom there are some minor uh drawbacks here because it it doesn't remember the scroll position but this is also not really archer as related so there you need to kind of hack with uh, scroll two or i don't know um this is a thing we could improve later on this is really more about to how to paginate stuff with RxJS, load something asynchronous from your backend and do it properly within events. And, and here you see that it's always fetching the next page till there is not a new one, I think. I hope at least, yeah, no. Also, this isn't implemented, funny thing. So, I'm also very good at backend implementation. So, my prepared Java backend is rock solid. Rock solid. I
1: say. Hey, well, at least it shouldn't be too hard to solve because off by one errors are really hard, but off by two, you'll be all right.
2: <laughs> I, no, I don't want to prove that off by three is also feasible, likely. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is about the scrolling pattern and pagination stuff. And this is really already like a complex scenario with rxjs because you're now what we are doing is we are using a we are using events mechanism we have some kind of back pressuring we have some kind of um, multicasting we have some kind of stuff of higher order observables it, it kind of touches all the weird edges of rxjs <laughs> <laughs> so this is really like a complex scenario and if you Want to dig deeper into that? There are a lot of helper methods prepared. Just check them out. Um, They are also checked in in the repository. There might be, from time to time, some minor bugs like this backend implementation. But the the basic idea is about this RxJS code. And from my point of view, it's quite okay ish (laughs) despite this. Any, this is slightly annoying, but. So this was the first example I wanted to show. The others are much easier, but also very common within our uh, asynchronous stuff. So the first thing is the polling mechanism. So if you don't have uh, two-way communication, you likely want to um, perform HTTP requests within some seconds to refetch some resources on your server side. And I just said that you. That it's kind of dependent on time. So what we could use is the timer creation operator, and this takes an initial due time and afterwards an interval. So this will direct or immediately fetch uh, the HTTP resource, and we are not really interested because the, the timer observable returns the um, uh, counted value. So the first notification will be zero, the next one one, and so on and so forth. So, but we don't really need that for our HTTP call. So, what we could use here is an operator called switch map two, and switch map two is nearly the same as switch map, just the fact that it doesn't get the notification out of the, observ- of the observable before. So, here we just pass an, observ- an other observable. And therefore, the, we don't reperform the function call. So usually, switch map, in contrast, would be would look like this, and we wouldn't use that x we get here. So it would be kind of like this. And every time it looks like this, we could use switch map too because it doesn't reperform the function every time it's called. It just maps it to this observable, and therefore, it's, it's a small improvement in, uh, in performance. Small improvement in performance. That was now you,
0: you did that, notice you did that with map too as well. Yeah, exactly. Right earlier. And uh so that was really cool. So the same concept, right? Like if you, it doesn't take a function, so if you don't care about that argument coming in, you just want to return something, you can simplify that.
2: Exactly. Very cool. That's exactly the thing. So every time you have something where you mostly don't use the argument passed to it, there might be a two function. So the same function with a two appended to it.
1: Right. The parent is just a trigger, not a way to uh, input values. Yeah.
0: So is there like a printout, an RxJS operator printout that I can hang on my wall? So I don't forget <laughs> these things. Like I always, I never remember to use like the map two and things like that. Right. And I end up writing the function with no argument. How I don't remember this stuff. I
2: don't I know. I once thought about some kind of cheat sheet for RxJS quite difficult I think because there's a lot of stuff to tell and it's especially for me very difficult to uh, to shrink it to the most important stuff so um, for example I did a um, RXS workshop in Denver it was two days and at the end I was still I want to tell so much no we don't have time but but I want to no (laughs) ah so I think that's really difficult I also once thought about Writing an Alexa skill for uh, those the the wizard you mentioned before. So, which operator to t- to choose for your use case? But there's so much to code and so less time.
0: <laughs> That'd be cool, though. Yeah. Hey, another maybe maybe somebody in the community would want to do that, Please. or a Google Assistant or something like that. Yeah. That
2: would be really cool to. So imagine sitting in the office with all your coworkers and saying okay, Alexa, please tell me what your operator use for creating an observable from an array. I have no clue. And then it says, oh, yeah, please use from. Oh, thank you. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh, now yes. I want that. <laughs> me too.
2: <laughs> okay, back to the example before I <laughs> start dreaming <about> too much. <laughs> so every time our timer observable uh, th- um, amidst a notification, we want to pass it or create an HTTP call. And again, we are using our important URLs, enum, where we have, I think it's called calling. And we also need to remember that we have to map it. So we're using response-response again. And also we need to remember that we have to apply catch error here. So uh, one thing I want to add is uh, in most of the, most of the use cases, switch map is the best operator for polling because the the only drawback for switch map is when using or when updating resources on the server side or performing any actions or stuff like that. Because the, the thing is, even though your um, http call might be canceled on the client side it doesn't cancel it isn't canceled on the backend side so it will still perform that mutation or performing some kind of action like sending an email or i don't know so for example i had once the use case where one of my co used switch map for uh for paying stuff so imagine clicking on a pay button multiple times and it will actually pay multiple times and even though your client says oh everything went all right and you're super good and you just transfer 100 euros uh, but actually every time you hit the button you would send money so if it's if we're just talking about fetching data then switch map is the best operator to take here and in most of the time when dealing with polling you are just Re asking your backend, okay, did the resource already updated? Is it updated? Is it up to date? And at some point of time it it is. So um, here we say catch error for returning some stuff. So this also might um, depend on your use cases. So in case of an error, sometimes it might make sense to return an empty list. for this very example, I just want to return an empty observable, which won't emit anything. So, in case of an error, I'm not notified now. But for this use case, that's totally fine. Um, and so you're saying is, there's
1: no catch error too?
2: No, there's no catch <laughs> error. Two. Because most of the time, you should do something like.
1: Uh, yeah, you should be at least doing some at least something with the parameter there.
2: Yeah, like logging it or. console.error with error or something. But we could make our
0: own operator, right? To do that sort of thing. It's it's pretty straightforward to do that too, so.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like having, it would also be cool to have like a, okay, just like get HTTP operator, which actually use switch map under the hood and applies catch error to the past observable. Would be very cool, I think. So that you not re- uh, so at least newcomers don't really need to be concerned. So, okay, should I use switch map or should I use whatever else? Likely concat map. Um, one last thing, because we mentioned before, I, it's not prepared in this example, but usually you would do something like okay, fetching a resource to, until a certain status updated or something like that. And for such a scenario, as soon as I find the proper parentheses, you could use the take while operator uh, because take wireless, it's not imported yet. It's similar to take until just the fact that it gets a, a, not the event, but a response out of it. So and you could use that response to say something, okay, if response point status, Actually, my response has a status, I'm impressed uh, is something like, I don't know, success or something like that. Take while. So as soon as this condition isn't matched anymore, it will unsubscribe from that stream. The difference between take until and take while is that this is just triggered by an incoming notification and take until is triggered by the past observable. So for polling, take while would be quite cool because every time we get an HTTP call afterwards, we would check, okay, am I still interested in new values? Am I still interested in new values? Um, For depending on certain lifecycle hooks or something like that, take until is a much better pick here. Um, I'm still, ah, my response is likely any, I don't. So this isn't really prepared, so I will just remove it but now when i use that inside my main ts file removing this one and i think it's falling i again prepare a helper method to render all that stuff and it's called render everything else i'm super good at naming things um so i'm subscribing to that and here we go there's some data and there's also some data so you'll likely see these flaky calls because that's the next example you're going to go into and you now notice that these flaky calls are cancelled within a certain amount of time and that's quite good because in most of the time when you're working in real life projects you might face the situation that you're Backend is flaky, or your data sources are flaky, or you're using a third-party service, which is not performing like you expected it to do. So, for those kind of stuff, you want to properly be prepared for, for right. So, and now we just imagine having a performing a, just a single HTTP call, and again using important URLs. Flaky and. I'm really good at implementing a flaky backend service, so I did that already.
1: So you're saying my backend code may be as flaky as my front-end code?
2: I hope not. <laughs> at least not if you're using RXJS. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Well, you could use RXJS on the front end and on the back end.
2: That's true. That's true. Not in Java. <laughs> so um So one thing you could do is like using the timeout operator and the timeout operator just takes an amount of time. And as soon as when there's no incoming value within that amount of time, after subscribing to the observable, it will throw an error. Uh, I think the backend service is that flaky that we don't need that operator here, but you could use it if you like to. also one thing you could do is using the retry operator. So every time an error is thrown, you can say, okay, make a retry with a certain amount of time. So please retry it twice and afterwards throw the error. Uh, I also need the map to stuff, map response, response again. I should have made the helper for that. Response, response. And now, what should happen if it works as expected? As soon as we are applying the helper method, render everything else, uh, and subscribing to it, subscribe, then it should. So this HTTP call is pending, still pending, still pending. Okay, let's use timeout. I'm not, I don't want to wait that much. So let's use timeout 500 seconds, 500 milliseconds. So it should timeout for sure the first time it works. So the, this one is canceled now, canceled and the third one worked actually. So this is exactly what happened. So the retry mechanism was, was applied twice twice it failed and afterwards it worked because that's the way I implemented the backend as far as I know. (laughs) So this could be one situation where you say, okay, I want to retry it two or three times or something like that. If it still not work afterwards, then I don't know, go ahead with proper error handling. Another approach could be using the retry when operator, which is also a higher order operator. So this is slightly more complex, but here you would get an um an observable in and you can say okay nah, that's not really i don't know uh you can for example use the delay operator to say okay um what now would happen is that it would retry after one second so as soon as this observable emits something it would retry the one before so here we have let me reload it to make it properly visible so the first time failed let me retry it again can you do me a
1: favor there um in the filter in your dev tools can you type flaky and this way we'll just only see the flaky responses that's a very good idea (laughs) so i'm really good at finding bugs because i create a lot of them
2: (laughs) yeah that's a good hint so I can also increase this size to make it even more visible, but it should wait for a certain amount of time, much longer than before. It fails again after 500 seconds because that's how um, timeout is implemented. And at the end, as soon as it worked, the retry when operator isn't uh, applied anymore. So retry when is really just listening to errors. So for example, if you're expecting a complete notification or something, then then you would need repeat when. So there's a small difference, but retry when is for error situations, repeat when is for successful situations.
1: And to be clear, that's only throwing an error when the server is returning a non 200 response, correct?
2: Um, I think that's the way the Ajax is implemented at the um, the RxS Ajax implementation. I'm not 100% sure. I would need to check out. But in this situation, it's the error thrown by the timeout because we see that after 500 milliseconds, there's an error that's exactly this thing. Because I think the backend service is actually just having a threat sleep in there. (laughs) Again, I'm super good at backend implementation.
0: Okay, so can I try really unpack this real quick so I can mentally see what, what I'm thinking about? Yeah, right? sure. So it's making an HTTP call. It's saying, hey, I only want to wait a max of 500 milliseconds for response. If I don't get something within there, I'm going to throw an error in my observable stream, right? So that's what the exactly. timeout is doing. So, hey, I'm hoping this responded in 500 milliseconds. It doesn't. And then when I get to the retry win, I go, okay, because I got the error from the timeout observable, I want to wait three seconds before I make the try again, essentially. It's before I make another HTTP call at that point. And then it goes to cycle again. Is that correct? That's I That's completely about
2: that right? correct.
0: OK, cool.
1: Is there any way using the retry when to say, OK, I know I want to delay, but how do I say I only want to retry when and with the delay with also incorporating in the fact that I don't want to retry three times uh, like we had with the previous retry? Um, observable
2: oh that's a good question <laughs> that's an interesting one so you want to say okay make a delay of one uh, three seconds but just three times right mm-hmm. let me think about that <laughs> so the thing is that this will because if that continues
1: the timeout over and over again, you would essentially never omit a value because it would just continue to retry.
2: So what you could do, it's not the best solution, but what you could do is like having a uh, counter variable like this, I mentioned, not a good solution, right? Uh, right. Might need some more time to come up with a better one this no problem be...
1: with this on the fly it's cool
2: um so a e plus plus and if e is equal to three then throw error i use let me use one to to see if it's working right and also there should be a return statement here and if that isn't matched then we use the stuff from before so this is not a hundred percent no it's not even close to that it's not a really good reactive implementation it's slightly mixed with some imperative stuff so usually we don't want to rely on such side effects but i think this should work and there's might be just a missing bracket or what's happening here.
1: Here You go with the semicolon there.
2: Yeah, thank you. So the first time worked, didn't work, and there's not working. So this would work. The another idea could I need to think about a better solution. No, that's fine.
1: It. I was just curious and figured I'd uh, ask, but I definitely hit you with that on the fly. So. Um, no, you're, I you're welcome.
2: I will think about it and come back to you. <laughs> that's an interesting one. I think, let me try one thing. So now I'm interested in what would happen if you mix retry when and retry. Oh, well, that's a good point. So when you
0: and what comes ah, first, right?
2: Yeah, the thing is that when you put it, it's it will be catched by the retry at some uh, the retry when because this just bumbles the error. Interesting. yeah, yeah, exactly. So this won't work no and i need to think about a proper solution so the problem with that one is that this retry one afterwards if it doesn't match the condition so in the after the first retry it still not work it just bubbles the error, and then it will be catched by the retry when. so
1: could this. you possibly put a take two after I- the delay is that a, or no because it returns a new observable every time
2: exactly this is the thing so we could what we could do this is the thing we could really do is like using a subject here this would work okay um but that still doesn't sound like the best solution for me i will i will think about it and come back with a proper solution So we have now two options, like using a global variable, which isn't cool, and using a global subject, which is also not that cool. Okay, so this is mainly the stuff I prepared for now. Um, Are there any other questions, despite using a retry when with retry together?
0: I don't have any other questions. I I'm like excited to go write more RxJS code like right now. I was like
1: the same exact thing. I was like, I don't want to go do what I was doing. I want to get back to work and do uh, observable basically.
2: For me, it's more like the other way around because I always try to use RxJS everywhere, and most of my coworkers say, "Okay, is it really beneficial to use RxJS here?" And I'm like. Not really, but it looks that good. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a, very...
1: It's also a very good paradigm for the way to think about things over time uh, to be able to essentially direct how your data is going to flow through your application.
2: In general, it's totally right. The thing you should also consider at least is that IXS is really difficult at the very beginning. And if you have a fluctuating team with many newcomers and those kind of stuff then you should consider how much of IHS you want to use mm-hmm. so because especially in the beginning it's super difficult there's some moment of time where you actually get it and there for now i don't figure the proper solution how to move one to this point of um so i talked to multiple people about this very topic, how to get into RxS, and all the people said to me, at one point of time, there was just one moment at a make click, and afterwards one understood it. And maybe not everything, and I also heard people saying that they had this click moment multiple times, which kind of confused me. (laughs) (laughs) But still, there's this very magic moment where you say, okay, now I got it. I love RXJS and before RXJS was super painful. It was the same for me. So that's the way I came into the RXJS project because I as I started with contributing to the docs, I didn't had any clue about it. That's the way I that's why I started contributing it because I wanted to get into open source development and I wanted to get into RXJS because I see saw the benefits but I just wasn't able to program with it. I didn't I had no clue. And now that I think about the code I wrote with RxJS, it was awful. Now, uh, need. To, uh, luckily, I'm not in that project anymore because there need to be so many bugs. Um, I think I will stop my screen sharing now to see you again.
0: Cool. All right, well, we're at the top of the hour, so it's a good time to wrap up then. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, so it like nailed the time. It was like perfect. Yeah. And we got a ton of content. It was great. It was awesome. Absolutely.
2: Awesome. Thank you very much. Well,
0: let's do some picks real quick. If anybody has any picks, and then we'll uh, call it an episode. Mike, do you have anything?
1: I have two picks, and they both involve Sydney at your computer watching videos, just like this show. <laughs> the first one is uh, Angular Connect. It starts tomorrow, and they are going to be live streaming both tracks. So there's a lot of really good talks coming and i'm excited to watch quite a few of them so be sure to tune in second window even listen into the talks in the background while you're working tomorrow or what have you uh depending upon your time and check those out uh, angularconnect.com um the other one is if you're going to be watching that much video content over the next couple of days you really should get yourself on the mindset so tonight justin and i will be streaming under the ngbs account uh on twitch tv NGBS and We were planning on talking about components with uh, using a single component with multiple different templates. But after the show, we may end up doing something based off of RxJS
0: and Observable. So
1: that's our tentative plan, but we will see if that switches up or not. So those are my two picks.
0: Nice. Yeah, we'll definitely have to find some way to use RxJS. (laughs) Even if it doesn't make sense just to hack around on it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. John, do you have any picks that you want to plug or anything?
2: Yeah, I also got two now that you bring came up with the idea. So the first one is uh, both of them are related to RX.js, sorry. So the first one is a RXJS-related DAFTO account. So there will be I need to make the other core team members to write the blog posts there, but uh, still the content is reviewed and it's the aim is to have high quality RXJS content there. It doesn't need to be advanced level or not, doesn't need to be beginners. So there should be a mixture of all, but anyway, it's still be high content. So that it's, uh, it's correct what's in there and it's correct. Um, so this is the first one, it's just dev.to slash rxs. And the other thing is that I think today Ben released the rxs7 alpha with TypeScript 3.5 support. And an animation frame creation operator, so that you will get a notification with any animation frame that happened. So we appreciate any feedback on that. If there are breaking changes for you, it shouldn't hopefully, despite the TypeScript changes. Um, so if you have some free time within your project, install IHS seven alpha something something. Uh, probably check out the. GitHub page, so there shall be the proper version.
1: <laughs> Alpha.0, um, It was five hours ago.
2: Five hours ago. So we appreciate any feedback on that. And it also helps us with uh, making the release of the final version more flawlessly. So please check it out and file any issue if if it happens.
0: Nice. Nice. Now John, you mentioned that you were in Denver and you did a workshop. Do you have any other content or anything out there? Uh, they might have available videos or anything that people can check out. Because I asked that because this has been an awesome session and I think you're an excellent teacher and I, I love the content and hearing from you and learning from you. So is there any other additional stuff that's out there beyond this?
2: So there's one video recorded I did at NG India, where, which is really about the basics of RxJS. What are the basic terms? What are the basic operators you need to know? What are some common um, pitfalls when using Angular and RxJS? So this is one I can recommend if you want to get into RxJS um, and also there is one. No, it's not online yet, but there will be one I did with Michael Lutke Lutl- Lutl- about subjects. Um, this is very deep into the topic. So it's really like how subjects are implemented under the hood and what are the difference to observables. So this is much advanced so we didn't even did it in our advanced workshop so far. Um, but it's quite good. The slides are amazing. Michael did a great job there. So, and I will do another session about, kind of similar to the one here in Poland, ng Poland, end of the year, where I implement um, Caruso with RxJS. So this will also be, quite cool and need to prepare a lot of stuff for it. There's basically nothing yet, <laughs> so, but it, it's going to be great.
0: Awesome, well, give me those links. I'll add them to the description so we can get yeah. it out there, but very cool.
1: And Justin, before you get to your picks, I would also want to uh, comment that not only was the content great, but your presentation was amazing as well. Um, I love the fact of you dropping humor in there as well to keep it entertaining. and It really helps everybody stay engaged as you go through that, so excellent work.
2: Thank you very much. I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah, very good. So thanks a ton for coming on, for sharing your time. We really, really appreciate it. And we'd love to have you back on anytime you wanna talk more about the subject. So let's, let's do that for sure if you're interested. Yeah,
2: I will come back to that. Sounds great.
0: Awesome. All right, thanks a lot. That's a wrap. Catch everyone next time. See ya.
2: Bye.